Welcome into the Lion Truth Sports, where we tell the truth about sports, and that's no lie. I hope everyone had a fantastic Christmas. Here we are in this weekend between Christmas and New Year's, and we've got a lot of football games going on. A lot of COVID restrictions are happening. We're getting a lot of teams that are, are actually calling out of the ball games. They're not going to do them. Got a lot of players that aren't going to be able to play. Yeah, it's, it's kind of wreaking havoc on the bowl season. And we also have a lot of players who aren't going to play in, in the bowls, you know, for fear of getting hurt or for fear of getting COVID. That's making the bowl picks that Robert and I have done challenging. However, we did record this before all this stuff started happening. So I did want to bring you part three of our bowl predictions. We'll be covering the games that are starting on Friday, New Year's Eve. I hope you guys have a great New Year's Eve. Don't get too crazy out there. You know, in the NFL this week, we've had a lot of folks that are not being able to play as well. It's just really causing some havoc right now with the sports leagues and all over all the sports leagues. It's really, really causing havoc. So be on the lookout for if you play fantasy football, watch out for who is actually playing and who is not. Also, uh, you know, if you have your team that you're rooting for, you know, you may want to look and see who's who's actually going to get to play, if they're going to get to play or not. But just pay attention. Make sure you check all those things out before you uh, before you drop any money on going to a game. Later this week, we're going to talk about NFL and, and bring you up to date on what the playoff picture is looking like. Uh, my Titans did win on Thursday night, so that's a good sign. Titans have won 10 games this year. It's fantastic. One more game to go, and we can clinch the division. Uh, one more win, that is. We can clinch the division. And uh, we'll talk more about that later this week. But right now, I just wanted to bring you the final part of the bowl special for Line True Sports with my good friend Robert. Later this week, we'll talk more about pro football. I also have a Pro Bowl special that I'm going to throw out there, just kind of a little rant of mine about the Pro Bowl. And then later next week, Robert and I will cover Robert and I will cover the national championship game. I'll bring Robert back on. We'll discuss that. We'll go through our bowl predictions, see how we fared, and we'll also talk about the game that comes up. In this edition, you're going to hear who we pick as our winners to go on to the national championship game. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more about the show, please follow us at any of our socials at Lion True Sports. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Now we're getting into the meat of it. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. This is a college football playoff semifinal. This will be on Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 Central. ESPN is covering this game. Cincinnati, the number four team in the country at 13-0 versus Alabama, 12-1, the number one team in the country. This At the time I pulled, I pulled these numbers, Alabama was a 13-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Still there. Still there. I, I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Alabama. 13 and a half. I know we all love the darling Cincinnati. They got in. They, they non power five team. They got in. They made it. Luke Fickle has done one heck of a job. I, I can't say enough. And next year, well, maybe not next year, but whenever it is that they're going to go into the Big 12, uh, I doubt Luke Fickle still there as the coach. I really do. I think he'll be gone somewhere else unless he just decides he wants to stay there. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think somebody will scoop him up before they can get into the Big 12. But listen, I agree. this is the last time Cincinnati is really going to be looked at as a non-Power 5 school because I think all this stuff's going to happen a little bit quicker than what people are anticipating. I think the Mies moves will happen sooner. Alabama, look, they are who they are. We, you, we, we hate them. I hate them. 
<laughs> Listen, I'm a UT fan. Robert, I've been beat by them every stinking year for, <laughs> gosh, as long as I can remember. Long but, time. But listen, I am old enough to remember we beat Alabama nine years in a row. Peyton Manning never lost Alabama. And so I can remember <laughs> the years of Tennessee beating Alabama. But doggone it, it's time for this to change. And I can remember us being so close to beating them. You know, we had we had a field goal when <laughs> – when oh Lane Kiffin was, was our coach, say, Lane Kiffin was the coach. Yes, we almost beat them. We almost beat them suckers. We all we had to do was kick that field goal and it got blocked, and we almost beat them. And then we, you know, we we held them really tight a couple of years ago when Jared Garantano tried to jump over the line and lose uh-huh. the ball and pull the running play that the coach told him not to run. That was the famous grabbing by the face mask game. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So we've been close, but doggone it, we can't get them suckers. And 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 I know. You feel about them exactly the way I do. You I just, hate them. <laughs> I've got I've got PTSD when it comes to <laughs> Alabama versus Georgia, and and you know living out here on the West Coast, people don't get it. And I've got a buddy that's a big Alabama fan, uh, and I much respect my buddy Jeff Smith. Uh, he actually has ties with the program. I mean, so he's he's one of those people that uh, when he says you know we and they, I don't I don't give him crap about it because he actually right. has ties with the program. Whereas, you know, people like myself that have never even been to the university, you know, didn't go to the, university, didn't attend there, you know, don't have any kind of schooling there. You know, I started pulling for them. I can remember when I was in eighth grade because it just made sense to me to pull for the team that was, you know, in your state, I could have just yeah. as easily been a Georgia tech fan. Thank God I'm not, <laughs> but I could have just as easily been a Georgia tech fan. It just, you know, there, there was a, the, the SEC shorts people put out a video this year uh, about how Georgia fans deal with hope. And I laughed so hard at that video. If you, if you happen to, you know, you can pull it up on YouTube, SEC shorts, Georgia hope it'll come up. It's about a three minute video. It's hilarious. Uh, there's two guys, two Georgia fans walking up or a Georgia fan and somebody else walking up. They're talking about the upcoming season. And then here comes hope, right? She's got her sash across and, she starts trying to talk to George and he pulls out the pepper spray and just nails her with it. Every time she gets back up, he nails her again. And I'm like, yes, keep her down, man. Keep her out. And, and it's just funny. Some of the stuff that she says, well, you got this and this, and it fell apart this year and we lost that and, and stuff of that nature. So, um, yeah, I've, I've got PTSD when it comes to the Georgia Alabama game between the, uh, the SEC championship, uh, a few years back. Uh, the SEC championship and the national championship where yes. they, they lost first Jalen Hurts starts and then Tua comes in and wins. And then Tua starts and Jalen comes in and wins. And both of those games, Alabama led for a total of three minutes. Georgia mm-hmm. should not have lost either one of those games, but they did. Uh, and they've been, as uh, Pedro Martinez years ago when he was with the Red Sox said about the Yankees, you know, Bama is my daddy. That's just, you know, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hate to say it, I got like I said when they started, you know, started winning and that uh, that second quarter, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking around. There was, you know, one point in time in the game where our second string safety lined up, uh, you know, in man to man coverage against Mechie, and I'm like, I'm throwing it to eight. Who's not throwing it to yeah. eight at that point? And it's like a thirty yard uh, completion. So I mean, it, it was it was very well schemed. But to get back to this game, sorry again. I can get, I can I get, get it. all, all that. Yeah, you get it. You've been there. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're both sitting on the corner of the playground going, I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, here's the thing. I think this game is going to be closer than what is predicted because Alabama is Alabama, but they have played up to the level of their competition this year. 
Mm. Barring the the New Mexico State game where they blew them out, uh, last five games, LSU 20-14 on a LSU team that is not LSU this year. Uh-huh. Uh, Arkansas, 42 to 35, and they, they stumbled in that game. Uh-huh. Auburn, 24 to 22 and four overtimes in a game that they should have waxed Auburn. Uh-huh. Uh, that was the game. That was a game where Georgia fans invited hope back into the yes. house. <laughs> like, if you can't score on Auburn's defense, you ain't scoring on ours. And look what happened. Yeah. I just, the way that Alabama has played this year. Uh, they do have a lot of young kids. Uh, they are, which is the scary thing, is there are a ton of freshmen and sophomores on that team. Um, so next year, I think they're going to be even more destructive yep. than what they are this year. So this was, I. if you were going to catch Alabama, this was a year to catch them. They're not catching them next year, I don't believe. But I think because of the way that Alabama has played down to competition this year uh, or played to the level of their competition this year, I think this game is closer than, than what people are predicting. I think it's a fight into late into the fourth quarter. I do think Alabama pulls it off, but I would love to see Cincinnati win this game. Yeah, that's- well, so, so would I, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm, I'm on the opposite spectrum. I, I do think that Alabama, I think now's their time. I think this is when they turn it on. I think this is how they are. They kind of go through the seasons, him haw, him haw, and then you get – uh, Auburn is always going to play them tough just because it's Auburn. Yeah, it's, and they, it's, that game. it's a pride that thing, right? Tough. Yeah. It's a pride thing. LSU is, is, is as well. LSU hates Alabama just as much as, as we do. And, and <laughs> so it's a pride thing. It really is. And, and listen, when you're the bully on the block, everybody wants to give you their, their best shot. And they do. Yeah. They and really they do. do. And so I think that's, that's where they stand. I think, I, I do think that Cincinnati can keep it close for a little bit. But I think as it gets into the third, late in the third, in the fourth quarter, I think that's where Alabama will pull away. I do think Bama wins by two touchdowns. Um, but again, I'm not, I'm, 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 I wouldn't be sad if Cincinnati won. <laughs> I wouldn't be sad at all. <laughs> wouldn't hurt my feelings a bit. No, not at all. Next game, Capital One Orange Bowl, college football playoff, December 20, uh, December 31st, 2021, 7.30 p.m. Eastern ESPN. This is Georgia 12 and one versus Michigan at 12 and one. Georgia is an eight point favorite. I like the favorite. I think Georgia uh, is going to pick themselves up off the mat. I think Georgia's defense is probably pissed off for greatness right now. (laughs) I think they're going to be mad. I think they're going to uh, hit Michigan like they've never been hit before. I don't think Michigan has seen a defense like what they're going to see when they play Georgia. I know Georgia, I know what happened with Alabama, but that 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 is not indicative of how Georgia's defense has played all year. And I just I really do believe Georgia is is going to just be mad. And I think their defense is going to hit Michigan so hard that they won't know what's coming. Now, on the opposite side of that, I think Georgia has to play a different quarterback. I think they've done okay with what they've had. They've had a game manager. I mean, I think he he up until the Alabama game, he he thrown what eleven passes in the fourth quarter all year, all year, all year, and that's not going to win. It's not. It's not going to win. You know, he was a game manager, and I think he's done a good job managing games because that defense has held him in everything. Uh, Michigan has a decent defense. I mean, Michigan has a really decent defense. They've got two. Defensive ends that will get after you, so mm-hmm. you better make a decision. You better make it quick. That um, that could be trouble for Georgia. Now, I think Georgia can run it right up the middle, 
and they've not really uh, Georgia's not been the running team that they have been in the past. But I think they can, and I think that's what they should do in this game. I think they run it right at Michigan, right up the middle. Keep those defensive ends on the ends and not hitting the quarterback. That's my thoughts. I do think Georgia wins this game because of their defense. I, I would I would agree. Uh, and again, I think because and let me tell you, as a college football fan, I love this matchup. This is blue bloods of the sport coming. You know, at the end of the year, both of them twelve and one. Uh, you know, Michigan beat their big rival this year. Uh, oh. Georgia lost to their big rival. Uh, Michigan's coming off a huge win, coming off a, uh, a Big Ten championship, which they hadn't won in forever. Uh, Georgia's coming off of a, you know, a butt whooping, you know, so they're, they're coming up wounded. Um, again, styles make fights and, and matchups make games. I think the reason, and this is, this is not the Georgia fan in me. This is a college football fan. I think Georgia wins this game because uh, of the defense. I think that I do think they show back up. But I think when you look at Michigan's offense, they they're averaging 451 yards a game and they're super balanced, uh, mm-hmm. 228 yards passing, 223 yards rushing. So they are super balanced. So if you can take a team that is super balanced to make them one dimensional, mm-hmm. it makes it, a, it, it makes it really tough where uh, and again, uh, we'll get to it in a second. Georgia. Am I, and, and then if we go to the next pick, which I'm sure we will. Uh, I think Georgia wins this game based on that style. Um, not so much the being butt hurt from losing to Alabama. I don't even, you know, as a Georgia fan, I don't even think that it, it feels like they're not even butt hurt by losing to them because they lose to them so much. They just expect it. Uh, kind of like Oregon just laid down because Utah showed up again. <laughs> you know, Georgia laid down because, you know, Daddy Saban showed up with the team again. Uh, you know, it beat them up. I do agree. I like Stetson Bennett as a player. It's a fantastic story. Um, and the kid comes out and slings it. He's got tons of moxie, uh-huh. which is, is fantastic. But he does hold the ball too long. And people uh-huh. say he holds the ball longer because he trusts his feet. That's great. But in the meantime, you got defensive backs that trust their feet that are closing in. You got defensive ends. Like you said, Michigan's got some guys that are going to come after you. And you have to be, you know, on the line, making the decision pre-snap and then and then hitting that guy, being decisive about it and getting the ball out. Even if it's only a four or five yard completion, boom, boom, down the field, you know, keeping the drives going. Um, JT Daniels has a better deep ball than what Stetson Bennett does. So the two knocks on on the two quarterbacks, Stetson holds the ball too long. JT's not as mobile. Uh-huh. I'll take a quarterback. I mean, you you look at who I think is the GOAT. Two of the goats. You look at uh, Tom Brady and you know Joe Montana. They were not very mobile guys. No. Steve Young. Steve Young was extremely mobile. And I like Steve Young as well. But when you look at your quarterbacks throughout, uh, you know, throughout football history that have done really well, consistently, really well. It's not that they're mobile. They know. I mean, Peyton Manning was a statue, mm-hmm. but dude could pick you apart. He knew before he had the ball in his hand. He knew who he was going to, and if that guy wasn't open, he knew where the next guy was right off. And nine times out of ten, his first read is going to beat you. And, you know, he's putting people in the right place, which is what I think JT Daniels does better. Why he's not starting him over Stetson Bennett, who knows? Uh, You know, Georgia fans call uh, Kirby the the, the QB killer, you know, because we had, you know, we had Jake Prom, and Jake Prom was a good quarterback, but we also had Justin Fields. He mismanaged that situation. Justin Fields goes to Ohio State. And we end up with, you know, Jake Fromm and Stetson Bennett. And, uh, you know, when when Jake Fromm uh, went to the NFL, 
we got left with Stetson Bennett. There wasn't anybody behind him to come in. They bring JT Daniels in from USC. We think it's going to be a big thing. Uh, and granted, he did get hurt earlier in the year. And Kirby showed, you know, when, when a player gets hurt, because uh, we had, let's see, Georgia had Jake from uh, Jacob Eason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Eason. Jason, Jacob Eason was 6'4". So he's playing for the Colts now. 6'4", 6'5", cannon for an arm. Yep. Uh, he got injured. Jake Fromm come in, had a magical year, right? Beats Notre Dame in Notre Dame, uh, you know, goes into the playoffs, does all this stuff. Obviously had a great season. Jacob Eason left, went to Washington. Can't blame him. So you're, I think you're in the same – they're in the same boat now. JT Daniels, as soon as he got healthy, uh, I think the Kentucky game would have been a perfect game to bring him in. He was healthy when when they played Kentucky. Would have been a great time to play, uh, you know, bring him in as a starter. You know, you know your defense is going to hold those guys. That that next few run uh, of teams that they had, uh, you knew they were going to, you know, the defense was going to hold them. Your offense was going to be enough to come in and win. They should have brought him in then. And then when you get to the SEC championship, you get to the playoffs, he's got that uh, that chemistry with his receivers. You know, he's down with the offensive line. He, you know, he's got the moxie going. I would love to see him starting in this next game. I don't think he will because I think Kirby can't get away from starting the guy. I just don't think he can. So I think Stetson Bennett will start. I do think Michigan gets the win. Or I'm sorry, I do think Georgia gets the win based simply off of styles make fights and, and matchups make games and that defense is going to hold him. Like you said, that running game, it's not great, but the way that Georgia has beaten everybody but Alabama all year has just been a slow bleed mm-hmm. death, just nick by nick, and then eventually you, you've bled out and, and they're still out there running the ball, and yes, which is why he only had 11 passes in the fourth quarter all year. He didn't yep. need to. He didn't need to. I think that's what's going to happen. I, I, I do think Georgia will get it, and I think that's why. I think the defense and the running game is what's going to do it. They'll get yep. back to basics. They'll do that, and, and then we can talk about it from there. Next game, here we go. January 1st games. Outback Bowl. First game of the day at noon, ESPN. It is going to be Penn State at 7-5 versus Arkansas at 8-4. Penn State is a one-and-a-half point favorite at the time I picked these numbers. I like Arkansas. I like their coach. Yes. I like how he's got his team playing. I think his uh, – now, he's not going to have his number one receiver. I don't think he's going to play in this game. But I like their quarterback. He just reminds me – of just a tough old school quarterback that runs and can throws. He's not fantastic at either, but he's tough at both. And so I really like Arkansas in this game. He's a Dak Prescott type, well, with maybe not as much talent as Dak Prescott. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like Arkansas in this game too. But I, I really like James Franklin. He was the last coach to have Vandy be relevant. Uh, I mean, he won 10 games in yeah. a year at Vandy. Dude, that's, that's saying something. Um, but he, their team's kind of faltered here at the end of the year. Uh, and I know they struggled last year as well. So they're coming off a couple of bad years. Uh, but Sam Pittman has got Arkansas believing and playing. And as he says all the time, you know, to play that jukebox, you know, he gets to the end of the game and they win. He did to play that jukebox and turn that jukebox up or whatever oh, he yeah. says. Sam Pittman, I hated to see him leave Georgia. I, I bet. Did. I, but I'm so excited for him to get the opportunity at Arkansas. He's got those guys playing. He's got them believing. Uh, so, yeah, I think Arkansas in this game. PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, 1 p.m. start. That's Notre Dame, 11-1 versus Oklahoma State, 11-2. and And I'm going by gut feel on this, really. Notre Dame's coach left them, but they brought their, their defensive coordinator right in to step right in. He's not an intern. He is the new coach. He will be coaching this game for Notre Dame. Notre Dame's players, I think, are going to be uh, involved. They're going to be intact. 
because they are familiar with who they have. And I, I, mm-hmm. I would not, I would not say, or I would say that they are probably okay with the coaching hire that they have. Uh, even though they're probably a little bit mad at Brian Kelly, but I think this would, this helped them a little bit. I think it was a good hire for that reason. Oklahoma State to me, you know, even though they've got a man as their coach, <laughs> I, I really, <laughs> I really don't. I really, I just don't believe in them. I mean, when they beat Oklahoma, I was very excited. I was happy that they beat them, but then they go out there and lose to Baylor by, you can't run around the end. Yeah. I mean, that was an exciting ending to that game. I'm happy for Baylor, uh, to, to do what they did. But man, Oklahoma, you had your opportunity. They had two, uh, goal line opportunities, first and goal inside the five and yes. couldn't score. No. Twice in that game. No. I think Notre Dame takes them. I think they take them. More, I think Notre Dame's favored by two and a half, but I think it's going to be more than that. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think it's that close. Notre Dame's allowing 18 points a game. Oklahoma State, 16 points a game, almost 17 points a game. Uh, but I watched that Oklahoma, Oklahoma State game. It was fun to watch. Yes. Absolutely fun to watch. But I do think Oklahoma State, and I hate to say it this way, I think Oklahoma State uh, got a little bit of help on some no calls and some calls that should have went their way or should have went Oklahoma's way. Um, that didn't, uh, that kept some drives going for him. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and the Notre Dame hire when Brian Kelly left, I believe was brilliant. I, do if, too. I don't know if you saw the, um, the scene when they, they had the players sitting around and they were, all right, we're going to bring in your next head coach. And when they, when this dude came out through the door, the players erupted. They love this guy. Yeah. He's already got the locker room. There's no doubt about it. They're already solidified around him. Their only loss has been to Cincinnati. I think they come in with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, as a matter of fact, if Oklahoma State loses that game, Notre Dame's in the playoff. I really believe that. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I take that back. Well, George would have had to beat Alabama. Um, but I think if Oklahoma State loses that game, uh, there was a real good chance that Notre Dame gets in. I really believe. Uh, and Notre, yeah, well, they would, I don't know if they'd have jumped. Uh, Cincinnati. I don't know if the committee would have done that to him. I would have disagreed with it. Uh, but if Georgia could have handled their business and and knocked uh, knocked Alabama out, then uh, I think Notre Dame gets in. Those guys believe in that coach. That coach believes in them. He has the locker room. They're solidified. I think if anything, I think they gained momentum. The offensive coordinator had a chance to leave with Brian Kelly and go to LSU, and he didn't go. Yes. So he stuck around. The only person that left that team was Brian Kelly. Yeah. Him and his so, accent. Yeah. yeah. Him and his him and his new accent. Yeah. He went from Bostonian to Cajun real quick. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I got Notre Dame in this game. I do think it's going to be a fun game to watch because Oklahoma State has the potential to put up points on people, but they're uh at the same time when they're tr- throwing the ball around putting up points, you got 16 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. It could go either way. If the ball's in the air, you got a 50-50. Yeah, you got almost a 50-50 chance. <laughs> you know, yeah, 60-40, whatever you want to call it. So uh, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm taking Notre Dame. Yep, me too. The Verbo, VRBO, Centris Bowl. That is a 1 p.m. kickoff as well. It's on ABC. This is Iowa at 10-3 versus Kentucky at 9-3. Kentucky is a three-point favorite. How about Kentucky coming in there? With a New Year's Day game, I, yeah. you know I'm I'm excited for for Mark Stoops. I I'm not yes. a Kentucky fan. Every time Tennessee plays Kentucky, yeah, I always want them to win. Don't don't get me wrong, but I like watching Kentucky. I like watching it on the SEC Network late at night on a Saturday night. And Kentucky's playing at Kroger Field. I, I think it's exciting. I like to watch it. <laughs> I like Mark Stoops. 
I think he's done a great job there. And here's what I really respect about Mark Stoops. He wants to be there. He wants yes. to be at Kentucky. He wants to make this team better. And and I like that Kentucky's given him the opportunity to because he's had some not-so-great seasons. But, man, yeah. he's had some really good seasons, this being the best, I think, that he's had at 9-3. and three. And, uh, you know, he's done it bringing in a, a uh, Penn State transfer in uh, Levis with the quarterback. He's always had great running backs. And I think the kid with the best name in college football plays for Kentucky, Cavassier Smoke. I think it's the best name in college football. And don't fight me on it because you'll lose. That is the best name I've heard all year. And I don't think Kentucky, I think Kentucky has the offense to take this game. I don't think Iowa does have the offense to take this game. I think it'll be closer, uh, a close game. I still think Kentucky pulls it out. And I think because of their quarterback and his running style, uh, I think he will, he, what do he run for like five touchdowns against Louisville and they're, uh, in the season ender? With Louisville, right. I mean, he ran for, and he kept counting them up. He kept counting them up. So I think he'll do the same to Iowa. I think he can do that with Iowa. I think Kentucky wins this game. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Iowa won, but I, I'll tell you why I think Kentucky wins. They rattled off uh, six straight wins, and then they lost to Georgia, Mississippi State, and Tennessee. So they lost to one of the best or, you know, the best defense in the nation up until uh, last weekend. They lost to the best defense in the nation, and they lost to two of the most potent offenses in the SEC. Uh, you know, back to back to back, uh, they come back and picked it up after that. So I, I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to pull this out. Should be a fun game to watch. Uh, and again, tons of respect for Mark Stoops, uh, because you know, you know, there had to be some phone calls from Oklahoma. Hey, yeah, you got one Stoops in here before. Uh, nope. so it wouldn't have been a big move for him, but nine and three, uh, at Kentucky. Uh, that's a, that's a good year. That's a good year for It Kentucky. is a good year. It is a good year. Uh, it, you know, it, it makes people forget about basketball for a little while in Kentucky, but, Nine and three is a good year. I think. I think. Uh, I think Kentucky takes it. Yeah, Iowa does not have that offense that Mississippi State or Tennessee has at all, and they don't have the defense that Georgia has. So I think Kentucky right. leaves this leaves this with a win. I think it'd be a big step for Mark Stoops too to get to ten wins. Huge. So I think that'd be good. Huge. The Rose Bowl presented by Capital One Venture X. I just had to say it that way just because I like to. Five p.m. Eastern kickoff. ESPN is doing this game. Ohio State at ten and two versus Utah at ten and three. Ohio State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Utah, who was the kryptonite to Oregon two times, <laughs> taking on Ohio State, who uh, lost to Oregon earlier in the year. I do think Ohio State would have took Oregon had they played later in the year. This Ohio State team, they to me, this may be one of their, their better teams, um, even though the record doesn't show it. And I, I say that because I like their offense. I like I like what they can do. Their their receivers are good. I think you said it earlier. Ohio State and Alabama are really almost mirror images of each other as far as yeah. quarterback play and and, and receiver play. I, I really agree with that. I think Ohio State takes this game. Uh, I think Utah. Yeah, you had or you had Oregon's number, but I don't think you're going to have Ohio State's number. I think Ohio State takes this game, gets to eleven wins on the year. I think it's going to be close. Um, the spreads under what six and a half? Six and a half. Uh, yeah. yeah, six and a half. I think it's going to be close. Uh, Utah beat Oregon because they came in and manhandled. I mean, they they put a chip on their shoulder because Oregon's been saying, you know, they're the most physical team in the Pac-12. They're going to come in and push people around, and they did until they got to Utah. And Utah said, you know what, we're just not going to take that, dude. We're going to smack you around a little bit and you know go put you in the corner, which they did twice. Uh, but Utah did lose three games this year. They're averaging, uh, both teams are kind of close except for the points per game. Utah is 35, Ohio State's 45. Points per game allowed 20 and 20. 
Uh, so they're pretty even there. Uh, Ohio State's got a better offense. They're averaging 364 yards in the air per game uh, with 188 on the ground, whereas Utah is dead even balanced, again, just like Michigan, dead even balanced, uh, 212 passing, 216 rushing. I do think Ohio State's going to get this game. If Utah is going to win it, they got to do what they did to Oregon. They got to come out yeah. uh, and be and be physical at the point of attack. Uh, Ohio State obviously has some weaknesses. I mean, Michigan – Michigan came out and handled them. You know, Oregon beat them earlier in the year. Uh, so, I mean, if you look at common opponents, right, you pick Utah because Utah beat Oregon and Oregon beat Ohio State. But, again, college football just doesn't seem to work that way all the time. I think Ohio State's got the hot hand right now. I think they're a little butt hurt from losing to Michigan. And Utah might just be might just be a little too up on themselves from beating Oregon, which I would be too if I manhandled them that way. Yeah. I'd be walking with a bit of a strut myself. But I think the offense for Ohio State's just going to be too much. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. All State Sugar Bowl in New Orleans is going to be January first. It's going to be the uh, the nightcap of the weekend, um, and it is going to be eight forty five start. Ole Miss versus Baylor. And at the time I pulled these stats, it was a pick'em. It's it's only a one point difference now. Uh, Baylor's a favorite by one. Baylor's a favorite by one. <laughs> Baylor eleven and two. Yeah. Ole Miss ten and two. Uh, I, man, I like Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss. They they're exciting to watch. Baylor has a Baylor has a decent defense, I think, uh, but I don't think they've seen what they're going to see with Ole Miss. I think you know as much as Lane Crazy Lane Kiffin <laughs> is who he is. I think that's what makes him great. I think he's an offensive genius in play calling. I mean, the one year that he spent at Tennessee, he took Jonathan Crompton and made him look like a superstar. <laughs> I mean. The dude, I think, is very good at offensive play calling. I think Ole Miss uh, will take this game, and I think it'll be exciting. Either way, I think it's going to be exciting. I think Ole Miss is going to put up points. I, I do think the Ole Miss is going to put up points. I don't think Baylor is going to be able to control them. Which version of Wayne Kiffin shows up? Mm. They lost twice on the year. They lost to Alabama, and they lost to Auburn. I don't know why they lost to Auburn. Uh, it's, it's another one of those things where when you're playing an Auburn team that has nothing to lose, that's a dangerous Auburn team. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and they can come out and, and beat you if you're not paying attention. Uh, and that's, that's just the SEC, but it's just, you know, they can come out and beat you if you're not paying attention. I really thought – I thought Lane Kiffin gave away the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. I really think he did. He gave Alabama t- two short fields. Uh, and with an offense that potent, you can't – you have to play field position uh, and punt and push him back. I think he gave Alabama that game. When he walked out onto the field and said, like, get your popcorn or something like that, you know, in the in the pregame, you knew he was so arrogant walking into that he was about to get humbled, and he did. <laughs> so it's just a matter of which Lane Kiffin shows up, you know, and and what he's feeling that day. If he comes out and he's complete riverboat gambler, it could go. It could go. It, it, I mean, it could go Baylor's way. He took over where Tommy Tuberville was, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it could go the uh, the complete opposite. But I do think I, I have a ton of respect for Matt Corral, the quarterback down there. Yeah. Uh, and what he's been able to accomplish. I wish the kid weighed about 20 more pounds for when he does go to the NFL because he's going to get snapped like a twig because I think he's only about a buck 85, buck 90, but he is tough, man. Got some moxie, can sling the ball all over the place. Uh, Baylor's only averaging, uh, they're only giving up 19 points per game, but they haven't faced, uh, I don't think they faced anybody like Matt Corral. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I they, played Oklahoma, they played Oklahoma, uh, and Oklahoma had a pretty good offense. They held them pretty tight, but um, this is also Lane Kiffin. So 
I think Lane Kiffin comes out. They've already said, I think this is their first time Ole Miss has had a 10-win season, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Uh, so I think they come out and get to 11 wins. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Wouldn't surprise me for Baylor to win, but it's going to be a fun game to watch. Over under on this is 55. Uh, I probably take the over. <laughs> I'm probably taking the over on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I'm taking Ole Miss. All right, the last game before the national championship game is the Tax Act Texas Bowl. This is on January fourth. This is one. This is that bowl that gets stuck out there in no man's land. Yeah. You know, and it's on it's on a Tuesday. It's a, it's it's a nine p.m. Eastern kickoff, and it's really not a great matchup. I mean, LSU is six and six, Kansas State seven and five. LSU is not LSU. They they don't have they don't have Coach O out there. They're talking about you know, go Tigers. <laughs> no, I'm going to miss that. You know, go Tigers. And that to me is, is just going to ruin their season. They listen. LSU doesn't have a quarterback. Both of their quarterbacks entered the transfer portal. Mm. Uh, I don't know who's playing quarterback for LSU in this game. Uh, I don't think Brian Kelly's going to be coaching this game. I mean, why would he? He doesn't even know the team, and I'm I don't know if they know his his accent yet. So he's, he's working on it. Yeah, he's working on it. He's working on it. I don't ever think we'll get a Gold Tigers out of him. I don't think we're going to get that. You know, I really don't care about this game. Honestly, I mean, it's hard to. It's LSU is favored by one, but. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. It, it's it's one of those games where it's it's a a Tuesday night. I'll probably have it on in the background somewhere. I'll turn around in the, maybe the third quarter and go, oh, so, so that's the score. You know, I, I don't know, and I hate saying that. I, two, you know, two of my close friends are LSU grads, and and I and I kind of like pulling for LSU, you know, if they're not playing Tennessee, but. Uh, I'm just not excited about it. And I know they, they, they aren't either. They were pretty disgusted with the season. You know, the, the highlight of the season to me was when they were playing Alabama and they had a chance to beat Alabama and they didn't. So again, this game to me is just, it's there and okay. <laughs> this game to me is like cherry on top of the milkshake at Chick-fil-A. Why? Yeah. I don't need it. I why? Like it's, it's just there. <laughs> It's for decoration. I'm going to put it in a trash can when I go by. I don't. I don't, I don't need this game. I don't. Um, I'm. I'm probably actually going to pull for Kansas State in this game, um, and I'm probably going to. I'm probably going to pick them because, uh, like you said, LSU. I mean, you lose. You lose Coach O. Coach O. For for what it's worth, uh, you know, is the heart and soul. He is LSU. There's no other team he could coach for. No. Right. And and be the mascot and the head coach. Yes. I mean, it's just. That's just who he is. He has to stay in Louisiana. You know, maybe he coaches go, goes down there and coaches. Tag him with the water boy. He goes to the water boys team. And oh yeah, him, you know, and coach the mud hens. Yeah, because he's already got he's got an assistant coach that talks just like him. I tell you, man, I'm you go Tigers. Um, so, but I'm, but I'm going to pull for Kansas State in this game. Uh, I do think Kansas State will win just because LSU is. I mean. And if, and if you're the players, like I said, those guys went to the transfer portal. If you've got some guys that it would not surprise me to see, uh, you know, their seniors bail out that may, you know, the ones yeah. that may have a chance, you know, yeah. first, second, third round bail out, juniors, same way. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, wouldn't surprise know. me at all. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. LSU end up with a six and seven year and uh, Kansas State gets that eighth win. Uh, plus, I'm just pulling for Kansas State on that day. Uh, I think my oldest uh, is a is a Kansas State fan. He's got some friends that went to Kansas State, and that's his birthday. So, you know, let's pull for Kansas State. Today. I got no other reason not to pull for him. So. Well, there you go. Well, now that leads us up to the last game of the year, the College Football National Championship game. 
Now, I think by both of us, we've already picked who we think is going to be in there. We both think Alabama and Georgia are going to win. And we think it's going to be a rematch of a few years ago, the national championship game with Alabama and Georgia. I agree. Oh gosh. I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about it. Um, however, I think, I think what I, I think for me, I want to watch them play in the semifinal before I, I say who I'm going to pick. <laughs> Uh, just, just simply because I want to see, I want to see how Georgia bounces back, and I want to see what Georgia does with its quarterback. Uh, I really do. I, I think other than that, it, it, you know, and who knows? I mean, what could happen with Alabama when they play Cincinnati? We we don't know. So I think for me, I'm I'm going to reserve my pick until after. I'll have episode then before that, and I'll bring you back on, and we'll we'll discuss it. So after. After after December thirty first, we'll we'll come back on and uh, we'll put an episode out before January tenth. How, how does that sound? Man, that sounds great to me. Uh, I, I'll go ahead and go on record. Uh, I know it's going to be. Oh, I'm picking Georgia and Alabama to be in this game. Um, if by some you know miracle Cincinnati beats Alabama, then I think that you know then I think Georgia has a chance to win a national championship. Right now, I think it is so. It's more mental. Than anything else, it's it's just that that guy that you can't get past. If you're a golfer, it's that 13th hole that you always hit it in the water. Mm. You're standing on the tee and it just doesn't look right. You know, this is the pitcher that always strikes you out. I mean, this this is just that guy, and it has been the last time UGA beat Alabama was in 2007. Matthew Stafford was the quarterback. Mikey Henderson was the receiver in overtime, uh, and it was Nick Saban's first year. They have not lost. Uh, Alabama has not lost to Georgia since that game, uh, and they've pretty much owned them since then. So, so the only score that matters is the score at the end of the game. Uh, for the last, I think, seven or eight matchups, it's been Alabama at the top. Georgia's got a lot to improve. They made some big mistakes in that first Alabama game. They got their pants pulled down and showed where their weaknesses were on defense. Alabama took advantage of it, and again, it's matchups. Uh, they might keep it a little closer this time, only let them score 34, but I'm going 34-17. Alabama pulls off another Nick Saban national championship. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong too, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I hope you're wrong too because I'm tired of watching them win. <laughs> Dude, it's all right. Somebody else's turn. Go, go, go get in the corner somewhere. Just, I don't want to see it happen again, but, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it is. I think I'm going to hold off until after the semifinal games before I make my pick, and we will go from there. So, Robert, I will have you back on, and we will talk about it again. Yep. Uh, and then we'll do a recap. And, and, folks, listen, I'm sorry that it took so long, but there are a lot of bowl games out there and a lot of games lot of that are can be good games. And a, and a lot of them that I know some of us aren't going to even watch. I mean, we're in, in, and probably be news to me and Robert when we get back together. So, oh, who won that game? <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's just the way it is. It's the way college football is. And listen, I'm always happy for the kids to be able to go and play another right. game, to get more practices in, to be able to get better and, and continue on their college careers. So, yep. uh, and they get stuff for going to the games. I mean, they get some of, you know, some of those games have some really nice packages and prizes for the guys that go and the players and they get, you know, really nice bags or, you know, you know, depending on what it is, that PlayStation Bowl, they may all get an Xbox if they've made it, you know, across the, the ocean by now. But, you know, it's, it's to me, it's fun to watch. I will watch in, uh, unashamedly a bunch of these games without a doubt. I will too, but there'll be a few that will be caught up in my son's basketball games or caught up in, right. uh, you know, 
Christmas parties or what have you. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll miss some of them that way. And I'm not going to record them all, but uh, right. there's a few. And I may even uh, trek down to Nashville and see one of these games myself. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine you would at least try. <laughs> I probably will go to that game. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to head down to that game and watch, watch my Vols with the, the spoiler makers. So, uh, it's so folks, thank you for hanging in with us. I'm so glad that you did. And Robert, thank you for coming on with me. And, uh, I'm looking forward to having you back again. And folks, I usually keep you about 15 minutes. Uh, it was such a long episode and I know you're not used to that. So thank you for, for hanging in with us. And listen, if you like what you hear, please do give us a follow wherever you listen to this podcast we greatly appreciate that and also give us your picks robert and i laid ours out there you can go on and leave us a message and listen if you, you want to give your picks i'll put it on uh on our next episode with robert and i and we'll talk about the picks so you can do that in the show notes by clicking messages and leave me a voicemail and if you do want to support the show you can do that for as little as 99 cents per month uh, by clicking on support in the show notes so for me and robert Thank you for listening to us. And this is Lying True Sports, where we tell the truth about sports. And that's no lie.